Welcome back, Giants. Week number 15 preview, the biggest game of the year. Some would say it's a playoff game that's not actually a playoff game, and uh, they might be right about that because the loser of this game, they may not make the playoffs, and the winner of this game has a much better chance of making the playoffs. Of course, anything could happen. If It's not it's not a if you uh, win, you're in type situation, but it's a very, very important game. I cannot underestimate that. It was moved to Sunday night, so the Giants will be in a prime time Monday night or Sunday night matchup, which, as I said in my last video, takes me back to old times of the, um, the Giants playing like their division rivals, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and even Washington to a degree. A lot of great Sunday night Giants memories, and hopefully this will be another one here. Washington is coming off their bye. They, of course, are 7-5-1, and one, and they've been a much better football team the last two months or so. Washington has only lost one time since week number six, and it's week number 15. So they have been playing much better football. The Giants, of course, are going in a different direction. They are 7-5-1, and one, identical records, but the Giants have not won a football game since week 10 versus the Houston Texans. The Giants have not looked very impressive in a long time. And of course, some of that's due to injuries and maybe the Giants overperforming at some points earlier this season and pulling out games that in the past they probably would not have pulled out for wins, but they still got it done. So this, of course, is one where Washington is favored by four and a half points. They are the home team. Over-under is only 40 and a half. But as usual, we'll go through the injury report. We'll talk about the game, the matchups. I actually did not make a spread pick show for this week or weekend, so I will probably just make my week 15 spread picks for the NFL at the end of this video. I actually might do that going forward because it's um, a lot faster and definitely less editing for me. So anyway, we'll do that at the end of this video, but we'll get to the Giants and Commanders first. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Leave a like and let's get into it. All right, let's go over the injuries. So we'll start with Washington this time. So, I mean, there are some limited practices, but guys that are actually questionable for this game is uh, wide receiver Cam Sims, cornerback Benjamin St. Juiced, and defensive end Chase Young are the main guys. So, so, of course, Chase Young may make his season debut, so that'd be like cool to see for Washington fans, and um, they would definitely love to have St. Juice, that quarterback or cornerback. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with that, but I would say the Giants definitely have more questions on their injury report. Guys already ruled out for the Giants are Josh Izuda, cornerback Adoree Jackson. That's a big one, of course. Uh, Shane Lemieux already ruled out. Daniel Bellinger questionable. Nick McLeod questionable. Elderson Smith was placed on IR. Leonard Williams questionable. And of course, there will be no Xavier McKinney. Um, I guess Leonard Williams is the big one. He did not play in their last matchup. Well, he did play in the Washington matchup. That's not what I meant. But he, he did not play in the Eagles game last week. And, you know, I'm not saying he would have made the difference. The Giants lost by like 50 points. But um, not having him for that run defense, you know, it, it felt like he was missed. Now, Washington's team stats on the year. By the way, the lighting in here is terrible. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I don't know. We have very crappy blinds. I got to get better ones <laughs> anyway um so washington their team stats this year 25th in points for on offense 21st in yards overall on offense they are 12th in turnovers which is not too terrible when heineke and wentz were your quarterbacks 23rd in passing yards 16th in passing attempts 7th most rushing attempts and 14th most rushing yards so they do prefer to run the ball more then pass the ball. Well, not more. I mean, of course, most teams these days pass more than run, but you get the point. Um, league defense. So this is where Washington has been a pretty good team this year. They are 10th best in points allowed, 4th best in yards allowed this year, 15th in turnovers right in the middle of the pack. 
Defensively against the pass, they are eighth in yards allowed, and run defense has been solid for them. They've had the ninth least rushing yards allowed this year, only allowing 4.4 yards per attempt. That's like league average, but yeah, so Washington, their defense, of course, is no joke. Their offense can make mistakes, but they do have good weapons. We've seen it already. We've seen rookie Jahan Dotson. We know about Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel played very well against the Giants two weeks ago. So, you know, even their running backs, Brian Robinson, he's a good bruising back, and then Antonio Gibson, a former college receiver who can do it all. The question, of course, is the offensive line for Washington, and can Taylor Heineke take care of the football? So I will say, coming off the bye, it might give Washington an advantage, and I do kind of hate how the schedule matched up because, like, it's just, it, it seems like it's not fair. I mean, Washington literally played the Giants two weeks ago. They go on their bye and then they play the Giants again. It's just like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But nonetheless, all right, so some of the matchups we'll see in this game, we'll start with Washington's offense against the Giants' defense. So the whole Curtis Samuel against Darnay Holmes in the slot thing, that's going to be another concern. I think I said that last time these guys played, and uh, it did not go too well. So he's a guy to watch out for. And as I said, Samuel, he is more than a receiver. He can play running back for you sometimes. He is a guy that can get some end arounds. Like, he can pretty much do it all. Terry McLaurin versus Fabian Moreau. I mean, Moreau at one point was playing very, very good football. He's kind of tailed off recently, but I would say overall he's still been pretty decent for the Giants this year. But, you know, that's still a advantage right there for Washington, the wide receiver one versus cornerback one matchup. Then you have Jahan Dotson on the outside versus uh, Nick McLeod most likely. And Dotson can make plays. We've seen it. He was a first-round pick for a reason. I think Washington traded up for him for a reason. So um, we saw last time these guys played, he broke those tackles and went in for like a 30, 40, 40-yard touchdown, so he's a talented receiver. Their offensive line in Washington has not been that great. I mean, Charles Leno is still playing well, but those interior guys are still not playing at a high level. I mean, from left guard to right guard, you of course, you have the veterans in, in Norwell and Turner. They have not been as good as Washington would have hoped for this year, so hopefully the Giants' defensive line can take advantage of that matchup. You have guys like Kayvon Thibodeau getting consistent pressure. You have Aziz Ojolari, who ever since he came back has definitely made some impact plays. You're going to have Dexter Lawrence, of course, who I would say the past couple weeks, Dexter has not looked the same. Um, maybe that coincides with Leonard Williams not playing, but this would be a great time for Dexter Lawrence to be first half of the season, Dexter Lawrence. And I do think the availability of Leonard Williams is huge in this game, but it's just based on how huge this game is overall, if Leonard can play, he's going to play. The Giants are not going to keep him out and, and just for precautionary reasons, like they're going to play him if he's, you know, relatively good enough to play. Um, you know, safeties, Julian Love, Jason Pinnock. I mean, I did see that Landon Collins was active for this game, so I'm kind of curious, like, do they put him at linebacker at some points? I would not mind it because the production or lack thereof we're getting from Micah McFadden, Jalen Smith, and even Tay Crowder when he plays um, is not good. So if you want to try out Landon Collins in this revenge game spot at linebacker, give him some reps there. I don't hate it, but of course, you know, going into the offseason, linebacker will definitely be a main concern for this Giants team. Giants offense versus the Washington defense. So the Giants have had some receivers playing a bit better. You have Isaiah Hodgins. Of course, you have Slayton. Richie James, I think, was cleared from his concussion. He should be good. Same thing with Jihad Ward, which um, is definitely great because a lot of times, ever since the Tua injury, I think the NFL has really taken 
a lot more precaution for these concussions. And it seems like most times guys get a concussion, they miss the following week. And um, for both guys on the Giants to be cleared already, that's fantastic news. So Richie James, um, he'll be out there in the slot. You'll have Kendall Fuller. He'll probably be on Slayton, I would think, most times. If St. Juice plays, he'll be on Isaiah Hodgins sometimes. But if St. Juice misses the game, which once again, I think for both these teams, if these guys are relatively good enough to go, they're going to play them because it's a huge game. Um, but if, if he misses, I mean, the Washington corner depth after Fuller and after St. Juice is not that great. They still have Bobby McCain as a slot corner, but like he's not that amazing himself. Um, offensive line-wise for the Giants, I mean, it's probably going to look the same as it has the past couple of games, I would think, where it's uh, A.T., Nick Gates, Feliciano, Glowinski, and Evan Neal. That probably will be how it goes. And of course, they will go up against a Washington defensive line that is a, you know, probably a top five unit in football. They're very good. You have Montez Sweat, you have Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and Chase Young may make a, a season debut here. We talked about the uh, Washington safeties last time we played them. Uh, Cameron Curl, seventh round pick, having a really good NFL career so far. Derek Forrest, another guy who I think is a rookie. Let me look real quick. Um, no, he was a fifth round pick. 2021 so second year but Derek Forrest also playing very well so Washington they literally got their safeties in the fifth and seventh round and they're playing really good football so that's awesome for them John Bostic you have Jamin Davis at the linebacker spot so yeah I could see why it's a low over under I definitely can see it um but this is look I mean I think as fans this year with the Giants we got out to a great start our expectations got a lot higher Maybe we got a bit ahead of ourselves starting, I think, 7-1 this year at one point. And the last month or so, you know, fans have kind of, for the most part, kind of just like tapered off with their expectations. And I, I do get Washington's a four-and-a-half point favorite to win this game. I completely get it. I would not be shocked if the Giants lose. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? I'm not going to expect the Giants to like win this game by a ton. But um, there's no reason why the Giants can't win this game. I mean... You know, Washington is not a powerhouse. They're also not a pushover, but they're not a powerhouse. And the Giants, I think, can compete with a lot of these teams that are on Washington's level. So, yeah, the Giants are not expected to win this game based on the spread and things like that. And Washington coming off a bye and then being a road team. But I, there's still there's still no reason why the Giants can't win this game. Like, guns to my head, I might take Washington. But, like, at the same time, I don't think there's any reason why the Giants can't win this one. Saquon says he feels great, had his best week of practice in a while, so if he's back to 100% or close to it, that's going to be great news for the Giants, and I feel like we've had some good success against Washington. People always bring up the fact that, you know, Daniel Jones kills Washington, but he also has not won in prime time, so it's like two what's the word, immovable forces coming against each other, which one happens, does Daniel Jones get his first win, or does he, you know, does he continue to kill Washington, like something has to change maybe, but yeah, as I said, this, this is huge, if the Giants win, I think this is, um, you know, very good chance of making the playoffs, you had Seattle lose on Thursday, which was huge, for some reason, I don't know why I said this, but I, I, I thought Washington, or not Washington, I thought Seattle had a decent chance of winning that game, but they were outmatched the entire time on the line of scrimmage, their offensive line got destroyed by uh, the Niners defense, which is just really good. But anyway, the uh, Niners definitely did us a favor there. Um, so yeah, the Giants, of course, they're going to have some tough games to end the season. They are four and a half point underdogs here. They're four and a half point underdogs next week already versus the uh, Vikings. They probably should be favored versus the Colts. We'll see the Colts actually play in like 20 minutes here. So we'll get to that soon when I make the spread picks. But um, 
you know, and then of course they finish with the Eagles, the Commanders. Their schedule will be with the Giants, then they're at the Niners, then they're home versus the Browns, and home versus Dallas. And Dallas, I don't know if they'll have anything to play for. I would assume maybe there's probably some type of playoff seating going on, but maybe not because I feel like Dallas is by far the best wild card team but they're also not going to catch Philly. So they might be in a spot the final week where Washington can kind of just take it easy. And of course, another main fear is the Detroit Lions who are just, you know, after starting one and six, they're somehow just like, you know, they're just, they're getting themselves in the playoff conversation. The Lions have won five of their last six games and they did start terribly, but they are really pushing for a, a playoff push here. I mean, they are still... As I look now, there's still one-point underdogs to the Jets, which is weird because Mike White was ruled out. Maybe they have confidence in Zach Wilson. I mean, as Giants fans, we're going to have to pull for Zach Wilson this week, which is a, uh, you know, you can't guarantee that, of course. Zach Wilson's been very inconsistent. He has won this year. I think he's like 5-2, and two, but Zach Wilson has not been that great overall. But they play the Jets, they play the Panthers, they play the Bears, and they play the Packers. So I would say the Lions schedule is pretty damn easy to end the season outside of this Jets game. But we'll see. They have to win this game, of course, the Giants. And uh, I'll talk to you guys after that game. It's a Sunday nighter, so I'll be on right after the game's over. Just a instant reaction. No waiting, of course. So um, yeah, I mean, that's going to do it for this preview. But um, we're going to get to the NFL spread picks for week number 15. Let's try and do this in one take. So we have the Indianapolis Colts at the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota minus three and a half. As I mentioned, they kick off in like 20 minutes here. I it's only three and a half, but for some reason I think the Colts are going to keep this game close. And I, I was hoping I'd get more points here, honestly. But Minnesota's defense is so bad. So you know what? I will say this is the last time Matt Ryan puts on a great show in the NFL. I, I would assume Matt Ryan's not back next year. I mean, who the hell knows? But I will say Matt Ryan has a 300-yard day, plays good football. And the Colts keep it close. I would say they lose by a field goal maybe, but at that point they cover. So. I'll take the Colts here in game one. Second game is Baltimore. The Ravens, they're at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Baltimore, no Lamar Jackson, of course. Cleveland's going to have Deshaun Watson. I'm going to take Cleveland. I think Baltimore has looked very just underwhelming the past month and a half. I mean, their offense looks pretty broken for the most part. J.K. Dobbins came back. He looked better for them. But I think Cleveland, they're kind of due for a good Deshaun Watson game. He has looked, you know, Watson came back. He looked awful his first game. Second game. Didn't look that good, but still like below average. I think he'll get more, you know, he'll get better as the, uh, you know, he, he keeps playing because I think I saw on red zone last game that Deshaun Watson threw his first touchdown pass in over 700 days. So that man has not played real football in a long time. He'll get better as the year goes on. And I just don't think Baltimore is that great right now. Anyway, the record says otherwise, but still Miami, they are at the Buffalo Bills, a big division game, Buffalo minus seven. I am not a fan of the Bills. I'm, I'm not a fan of the Dolphins this week, especially with the weather being how it is. It's a night game, Saturday night game. Um, and I don't know why the NFL does these Saturday games late in the season. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I like it or hate it. I can't even tell, but I'm probably going to watch this game. It should be fun. Miami Buffalo, but with Tua playing outdoors in the snow, possibly, I just don't like that combination. Jalen Waddles, like he's a bit banged up right now. Buffalo hasn't been like amazing lately. I feel like something happened with them ever since that Josh Allen um, elbow injury versus the Jets. They have not been the same level of dominant, but I'm still going to take Buffalo here minus seven. I have a lot of concerns about Miami's offense in this game. The Falcons are at the Saints. Rookie quarterback Desmond Ritter making his NFL debut here for the Falcons. Saints are going with Andy Dalton, that quarterback still. The 
Saints are coming off a bye. I will take the Saints. I don't love it, and I think the Saints have been pretty trash this year for the most part. But I just feel like Alvin Kamara will have a huge game in this one. I kind of need it for a fantasy matchup, but I think this is a perfect spot for him. And part of the reason I traded for Kamara in the first place was for this matchup, so I hope it works out. But the, um, the Saints defense should just hopefully take care of Desmond Ritter. They have to stop the run, of course. The Falcons will try to run the ball a lot, but I think the uh, Saints will win this game by a decent amount. I'll take them minus four. Eagles, a minus nine at the Bears. Um, hmm, I know that Chase Claypool is out, and I'm I'm kind of tempting myself to take Chicago here. Uh, I'll take I'll take Chicago. Give me Chicago plus nine. I feel like Justin Fields will keep this one close or at least backdoor. You know what I mean? Like the Eagles, they'll probably go up early. They'll go up like 21-3, but I feel like the Bears will just make a late comeback and get the game like within one score or something. And it'll be like a BS cover, but it'll still be a cover. So I'll take the Bears, but the Eagles, they should win that matchup, of course. This is a big game for both sides the lions are at the jets and the lions are a minus one so um i think i said the opposite last time yeah the lions are actually favorites by one so sorry but um I don't know. I mean, it's tough because the Lions, they they I feel like for some people would be the obvious answer because oh, Zach Wilson's terrible. But I know the Lions don't play the same level of football when they're on the road. And I'm trying to see what the weather would be for tomorrow. I mean, I do live in this area, so I should, probably should notice. I'm not a big weather guy, but let's look it up. So East Rutherford, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's not going to be crazy tomorrow. I mean, like 30 or, you know, 37, 38 degrees and sunny. I mean, it's not terrible, but I don't know. I guess I'll take the Lions. I don't love it because I feel like the Jets' defense might really show up in this game, but I'll take the Lions. It's hard to trust Zach Wilson. I mean, I like Zach. I hope it works out for him, of course, but I just can't trust him. But I, I do hope he learns something and, and comes back and has a great game because we do need the Jets to win. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Carolina Panthers. The Steelers are not going to have Kenny Pickett left with a concussion last week, not cleared. I don't think Tomlin announced his quarterback yet. I guess it could be Mitch Trubisky or I guess Mason Rudolph. Is he still there? I think he's still there. So maybe him. Um, Carolina's a minus three at home. I will take Carolina. They're playing a much better style of football lately. I think if the Steelers lose this game, this will be the first time Tomlin goes under 500 since he started coaching in like 2007. So that's pretty insane. But yeah, I will take Carolina here. Um, Sam Darnold has looked actually kind of good. Not that great, but like just decent. Um, definitely better than what Baker and PJ Walker was giving them. So the Panthers can run the ball. Um, I know the Steelers can stop the run, but I feel like It'll be a low-scoring game, and that kind of favors a team like Carolina here. So I'll take the Panthers minus three. The Cowboys, they are four-point favorites only versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're on the road here, Dallas. Uh, I will take, I'll take Dallas. I, I still don't trust Jacksonville entirely. They're a pretty inconsistent team, as I say every week. So just give me Dallas minus four. That defensive line should probably get some pressure on Lawrence and make his life pretty tough. And I know Lawrence has looked really good the past two out of three weeks, but as I said, it's been inconsistent. So Dallas, um, they should be able to put up points in this one. It's a, you know, probably a good weather game in Jacksonville. And I would think they have no problems putting up, uh, points against the Jacksonville defense that does have their deficiencies. The Chiefs are at the Texans. It should be a massive spread, but only a minus 14 here for the Chiefs. And I think the reason why is because, well, I guess the Texans are home, which helps, but the Chiefs have shown this ability to play down to their opponents this year. Um, the Chiefs, I feel like, have not played a tough game in a while. I mean, I'm going to look at their schedule real quick because it feels like the Chiefs, the past two or three games, have just played like these jokes of a team. Um, well, all right, I was wrong about that, but they played, the, they played the Broncos last week. They suck, right? 
right? But the Chiefs got out to a 27 nothing lead in that game. And then, of course, the Broncos came back and scored like 28 unanswered points. But they lost to the Bengals before that. But before that, they played the Rams. Okay, so I was kind of on track there. I forgot about the Bengals game. But still, the Chiefs have a pretty easy end to the season. The Chiefs play the Texans, the Seahawks, the Broncos again, and then the Raiders. So, I mean, there's a good chance the uh, Chiefs end the season at 14-3. and I mean, of course, they might drop one of those games, but still, I mean, they're in a really good spot right now. So, I'm going to take... I'm going to take Kansas City. I mean, I don't love it because Houston was using two quarterbacks last week against the Cowboys, and it actually kind of worked out for them, but... I feel like Houston played way above their heads and they're not that good of a team. So I'll I'll take Kansas City. They should be able to run all over them. So should be an easy day for Mahomes, I would think. All right, so the uh, Cardinals, they're at the Broncos, a battle of backup quarterbacks, Brett Rippon versus uh, former Giant Colt McCoy. So Denver favorites by one and a half. I'll tell you Denver, I feel like Arizona's pretty defeated right now. At least Denver, they've known for a while they kind of suck, and they have a much better defense. They are the home team. It's only one and a half points, and, um, you know, Brett Rippon's like, okay, he's not good, but he at least came in last week and threw a touchdown to Judy, so that was good to see. Um, Rippon had that one Thursday night win against the Jets a couple years ago, so yeah, he's not like the worst. I'll take Denver minus one and a half. The uh, battle of former coaches that were on the same staff. You have Bill Belichick's Patriots at Josh McDaniels Raiders. The Raiders are actually favorites by one and a half. This is one where I'm taking the Patriots. I just feel like this is one where Belichick's not going to let his, uh, I don't know if understudy is the right word, but his former offensive coordinator beat him. And this is more of a meaningful game for the Patriots. You know, I feel like the Raiders season's over. They lost last Thursday in a game where they should not have lost to, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield being there for two days on the Rams. So that was pretty embarrassing. But I'll, I'll take the Patriots. I think they win this game outright. I'm kind of confused as to why they're underdogs. I get the Patriots aren't that good, but I feel like the Raiders are pretty, you know, I don't know, below average. Um, the Titans are at the Chargers. This should be a pretty good game, actually. The Chargers are favorites by three points. The Titans have not played well recently, but. I'm going to stick with them here because I know the Chargers run defense stinks and I think Derrick Henry is due for one of those massive games. Henry had a massive like first quarter last week, but they got away from the run and the score kind of got out of hand at one point. So um, this should be a game where if Tennessee's defense can keep it close, I would assume Derrick Henry has one of those 25 carries, 150 yards and two touchdown type games. And that should either have Tennessee win the game or keep it very close. So I'll take Tennessee plus three. Bengals are at the Buccaneers. The Bengals are favorites by three and a half. Not sure about T. Higgins' availability. He like did not play last week with the hamstring injury. Screwed a lot of people in fantasy football. I think the guy played one snap last week and the injury was not reported. So for those of you that played T. Higgins and relied on him, sorry about that. Um, but anyway, so the Bengals, I'm going to take, yeah, I'll take Cincinnati. I mean, they seem like a much better team. I can't trust Tampa right now. I get Cincinnati is like probably not in the best spot here for this game, and I could see Brady winning this one, but I just feel like roster-wise, the Bengals are in such a better spot. The Giants on this website, they are a plus five, so we'll go off that. The Giants are a plus five at the Washington Commanders. I'll take the Giants. I feel like five is too much. I can't see the Giants coming out in this game and getting like destroyed. Not to say five points is getting destroyed, but like I feel like the Giants will either win this game or just lose in heartbreaking fashion. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not seeing this game in the right way, but I think the Giants will keep it close. I'll take the Giants here plus five. Then you have Monday night Rams at Packers. The Baker Mayfield Rams against Aaron Rodgers Packers. I think this might be Rodgers' last primetime game as a Packers. So. 
I'm not sure about that, maybe. But anyway, the Packers are favorites by seven. I'll take the Packers. I mean, I I, I guess, like, the Rams have good momentum because of last Thursday's game, but, like, the Packers... I feel we should kill them in this game. Like, there's no reason why the Rams should even hang around in this matchup. The last time Baker played in Green Bay, it was rough. I remember he played in Green Bay last season, maybe? Question mark? I think it was last year. Yeah, and Baker threw, like, three interceptions. I think it was a Saturday game, too. I think it was a primetime game. So, yeah, he looked like crap. So, um, I will say the, the Packers win this one by a decent amount. I'll take them minus seven. So, That'll do it for the final picks. Uh, There is no more Survivor because I lost, but yeah, whatever. So anyway, uh, that'll do it. Hope you guys enjoyed this video, the preview, the spread picks, all that crap. If you guys like to, you know, put in the same video, let me know. I could continue doing this and it'll probably make my life easier editing the videos. So hope you guys enjoyed and I'll talk to you guys next time.